0: movie made since Oscar Wild was writing letters us head cannon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning it's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon Shoot 'em shoot them out of a cannon 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 shoot them out of the head to
1: headcanon. cannon hey cannon
0: yeah, yes Tonight we have a very special episode. It's one of my favorite movies, a very formative movie for me when I was when I was a kid, um, and also one of our favorite guests, one of our favorite dangerous explosion yep. guests, and now head cannon guests, J.R. McIntyre, just a lovely man, one of my favorite people. Uh, how, how are you doing tonight, man?
2: I'm good. The feeling is mutual to both of you, not
1: yeah. equally, but I'll never tell. <laughs> oh! No. No. The one who knows, knows. <laughs>
2: no, thanks for having me when I saw you guys did this. And I love horror movies, man. Like, yeah. uh, obsessive. I, had, I was one of the guys that had to, like, sadly get rid of 300 DVDs that I'll never, like, actually stick in a DVD player. But I love all the movies, you know, like, uh, all the Jasons, all the Freddies. So I wanted to try to do something different. So that's why I kind of went with this one. And even this one in this genre, you may not have picked because no. it's not really like gross horror. Uh, it's more of a thriller. But uh, man, like you said, formative, um, a great job by act, great acting job. Mm-hmm. Lots of stories behind, like how it was shot and around other movies and how it like pissed off this both movies. I think uh, <laughs> both blockbusters shot at the same time. This family pissed off both people because this kid is so famous but anyway yeah thanks for having me i'm super pumped
0: yeah yeah no thanks for coming on and do you want to do you want to tell people what the what the movie is what what we're going to be talking about tonight
2: well yeah when i reached out to you guys it was like you know my favorite has always been killer kid movies like i love i still have always loved movies because to me there's nothing scarier To mess with people especially young adults about like the innocence of children how you could uh, the the, the, how the the trope of them being innocent sweet could just be flipped on its head how you would never suspect them you know and we'll talk later about how no one ever believes kids in movies especially on the during these years like in movies people adults just never believe kids yeah and he plays that you know (laughs) like it's it's really kind (laughs) of crazy so uh, I, I, you know, could go children of the corn, um, you know, obviously could go like a uh, bloody birthday village of the damned, um, any of those kind of movies. I think Leif Garrett was in a really funny one called like devil times five when he was a little kid <laughs> uh, about these kids in a bus that get like knocked over. And then they go to this farm and they're like, Oh, sweet little kids. And they all end up killing these
1: people. <laughs>
2: uh, but I picked because of our nostalgia um, and again, not the bloodiest one, but Edge of Your Seat, Freak You Out. I had an aggressive
0: cousin, so some PTSD. Uh, (laughs) The Good Son with Macaulay
2: Culkin and freaking uh, Hobbit. And,
0: like, David David
2: Morris and some other, like, big actors. Uh, So, yeah, The Good Son.
0: Yeah. And I I love this movie. Like I said, I I watched it a lot as a kid. I remember watching it quite a few times. And, I mean, and, and Macaulay Culkin was just kind of, I mean, he was so, uh, you know, ubiquitous when I was a kid. I mean, not only is there Home Alone, but I kind of just wrote down some of the movies to remind myself. But there's Home Alone is a classic, obviously. Um, there's there's this movie, and then Page Master, Richie Rich, My Girl, Getting Even with Dad. Getting oh, I don't I don't know if I saw that one. Getting Even yeah, with you Dad.
2: you got the mullet
0: in that one. <laughs> oh, nice. So he would have because been a boy, his dad
2: boy
1: isn't after. Ted Danson has a fake
2: ponytail, so they give Macaulay Culkin a mullet. I could be wrong. <laughs> pretty sure it's getting him with dad and his dad's a bank robber. So he hides the bank robbing money and he like tricks his dad into being his dad. He's like, if you're my dad, you'll get the money. So he's like to to take him to an amusement park. and like." <laughs> but Home Alone 2 is the one that pissed this movie, pissed off Home Alone 2 and vice versa. I'm pretty sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so I always have alternate titles for movies. One was, fuck the Culkin family. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> another
2: one was, that's my ducky.
1: <laughs>
2: and, uh, oh, hi, oh, Mark. Which I don't know if you guys
1: are room fans. Oh, room yeah. Fan. yeah. He, oh, hi, Mark is said uh, about three or four times
2: in this movie by McCall. He's like, oh, hi, Mark. Oh, I- <laughs> <laughs> uh, because Elijah Wood's character is Mark. And that's kind of one right. of his tropes is he's behind you all the time. Like, oh, hi, mom. Yeah. Oh, hello. Mark. Right. You know, and so he's just like lurking in the shadows, creepy yeah. little kid.
1: He's but like, I see
2: why he's in so many movies. He's so
0: good at a serial killer too. He's so good. And yeah,
2: creeped me out. Even watching it today, it was
0: like, yeah. Ugh. Uh, yeah, he's like, I did not, I did not kill my brother. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, hi. Mark. <laughs>
2: I made you a mask. That's not weird at all.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> those masks are fucking creepy. Those paper yeah. mache masks. <laughs> Definitely, the director leaned into a couple weird-ass
1: moments, like uh, Suspiria type, like weird kind of like
2: Italian horror. Like, I'm gonna make this real, you know. Even the first shot of the movie is the last shot. Even that is like metaphoric because it's yeah. him in the desert. I think it's Ar- it's Arizona, right? I'm assuming. Right. Looks like Arizona. I thought Colorado at first. Because when he's playing soccer, they show the mountain. And again, this movie is so heavy-handed foreshadowing. They show a mountain, very first thing. One of the biggest last scenes of the movie is off of the side of a mountain. Yeah. But that first shot where he's standing in the desert all introspectively, that's also the last shot. And he talks over you know. So again, it's all this, like, Italian, like, heady thriller type stuff. (laughs) And the mass scene's one of those. Like, there's all these weird, like, probably why we were creeped out on the edge of our seat because it's like children but kids don't act that way so it's
1: really
2: <laughs> freaking weird man
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well and i and i you know i haven't seen this since i was much younger um i watched it for this episode and i haven't seen it for years years and years and uh and i before i watched it i looked like on on rotten tomatoes and other websites like it doesn't have great ratings or great reviews and i was like oh man i remember it being very thrilling i guess but I watched it again, and I still I feel the same way. Like it's I like it's it's I think it's not even an hour and a half, right? It's less than ninety minutes, and like it gets in, it does what it wants to do, and it gets out. And I think it's I don't know. I think it's still like edge of your seat, uh, fucking a a great thriller movie, you know. Oh, well,
3: every beat has like something that's like that you said puts you on the edge of your seat, yeah. makes you very uncomfortable. Yeah. you know. It's funny because like. He's only—he's there for like three or four days,
2: but like what happens in the three or four day time span is just insane. Yeah, it goes zero to six thousand. Like, (laughs) and that's kind of how it is when you're a kid. When you think any
1: action will get you caught, in the end, you start ramping
2: it up. If you don't get caught, because you're like, well, I'm gonna get caught eventually for trying to, A, the first couple of weird things he did, shooting the dog or whatever, you know. <laughs> so he's going to find out eventually I'm going to get caught for that, so I might as well try to keep killing or whatever, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I kind of
2: followed that kid-like, that kid-like stuff, which I really like. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, so the director also did the Stepfather movies, and I don't know if you guys ever saw those. Very yeah. similar kind of Like, it's like a good lifetime movie. That's what I would call this. Like a super good lifetime movie, kind of. Even the music is kind of like a lifetime movie, except
1: for those Italian parts I talked about that are all, like, super serious for a second.
2: (laughs) But the old stepfather movies are totally like that. It's like what you would think. Nightmare stepfather scenario. Your mom marries this guy. And every time your mom leaves, he's like, yeah, we going to kill you. (laughs) <laughs> shit. and then she comes back and you're like he's crazy mom and she's like no he's sweet i'm gonna marry him he's taking me to cabo and you're like no but it's 1987
1: so they made like four of those but this guy made the original one also sleeping with the enemy
2: has a very similar feel to this
0: okay,
1: like the okay. guy
2: has like kind of a style he did the forgotten um with uh gosh what's her name was that with julianne
0: a. moore or jodie foster yes julian Moore. yeah yeah. she got
2: like pulled up out of the house Remember the alien movie where they'd like just pull you up right out of the house right like they could vaporize you but yeah so he's got a style i noticed but it was so like lifetimey and cute at the beginning but you do brent's right when it goes zero to six thousand every i noticed that i wrote that down every single scene until the end you're on the edge of your seat every single one every beat
1: yeah
2: i noticed that that i've not i didn't read
3: this anywhere but that mask scene really kind of hit me. No, number one, it's, it's it, the very creepy, scary masks, but they both wear them right at the beginning of the, when they meet. Yeah. And it's almost as though like that's them having level playing ground. The, the masks eliminate any evil from either of them or innocence from either of them. And then that's where like the movie begins where they like,
2: di- you know, diverge the path of evil and the path of good. It almost yeah. seems i definitely got that tragedy comedy total i got that from that there's even that shot they both kind of turn at the, the camera like a, you know he's that kid wears a mask all the time man he's crazy yeah 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 oh good
1: point good fucking point he was like come with me maybe this kid will be another killer
2: with me you know because he tries he tries to like recruit him and then he's like no this is bad and he's like oh yeah Because I think there's a scene where he's like, I'm going to punch you. He's like, oh, I wouldn't do that. And that's when it flips. Like, he's not going to be evil with me. I'm going to have to have control over him. And again, I had a really aggressive cousin who was younger than me. Totally (laughs) like that. And again, a little cross, like, you know, a little weird, would you know, play with guns in a weird way and, like, try to run you over with a four-wheeler and you're like, I think he tried to kill me. (laughs) Kids like that are scary when you're a kid. And again, no one believes you. That's the thing I love and not a a mom and a dad are never going to take the side. He says that he's like, it's my mom. She's not going to believe you. Why would she believe you? She's going to believe me. She's my mom. You know? And it's like, damn, he's right. It's so scary. (laughs) Can you imagine your mom just died and you go, your dad's gone. And like, no one believes you. And this kid's just like, again, it's kind of like the stepfather, those movies. Like, it's like, no one believes him. And then he goes away and he's like, turns into this mean Like character which you freaking nailed man i think it makes me think the dad of that family may have been a little because he had to learn that from somewhere man right his sister's (laughs) in the movie
1: but because she's never done anything else
2: so the crazy computer algorithms on imdb the picture is elijah wood from this movie (laughs) but it's her name so it's like Quinn Culkin, but it's a picture of
1: Elijah
2: Wood because she doesn't have an IMDb because she just
1: did this movie. Right, and, and that's the, it. The algorithms all botted that up and made like a page for and it's like Elijah Wood's
0: face. But uh, the, the youngest one plays the baby, but he's just a picture. Yeah. Is that Kiernan, right, Kiernan? That Rory. Rory oh, Rory. Rory, Rory Culkin. He, yeah. The one that played that Euronymous uh, guy in the
2: Black Metal movie where the other dude kills him. There's a famous black... Uh, Norwegian black metal guy named Bart Bitchner, or whatever, he played for Burzum and he killed one of his bandmates and they, because they were trying to be brutal and all this and there's a movie about it and
1: Rory plays the guy that gets killed Oh shit. Uh,
2: which is funny that's the only movie I've seen him seriously and I know he's done a few but he plays the baby, he gets a credit that's a, his first credit no SAG card because he doesn't speak because he's a picture right. and again, I follow, <laughs> that's part of my head canon so I won't go into that and they may even have shot some with him, so
0: who knows. <laughs> well, and I like, and you talked a little bit about how this movie pissed off Home Alone 2 and Home Alone 2 pissed off this movie, but kind of what I read was that uh, Macaulay Culkin, and especially his career was really dominated by his dad, right? Because he's, he's a boy, and, and his dad was like, look, if you want this kid to be in Home Alone 2, you're going to give him the starring role. In the Good Son, and they had to, pro- they had to wait to film this, right? And a lot because who was it, Mary? um I don't like they were gonna film this movie earlier with different oh, actors. Mary Elizabeth Winstead or something, maybe. or Elizabeth, or yeah. what's her name? Um, fuck, I think she's the one from what's that Al Pacino movie? Fucking uh, Scarface. Mary yeah. Elizabeth mastronano or whatever. I'm getting it yeah, yeah, so wrong. Anyway, she was gonna be uh, Al Pacino's sister from Scarface. I think she was gonna be in this, um, but they had to like wait to film it and recast because Macaulay Culkin's dad was like, "You, if we're gonna do, if we're gonna do Home Alone two, you're gonna cast my boy in the Good Son, right?" <laughs> and, and they were like, "Okay," and he's like, "Wait, let me finish." <laughs> and my daughter, they're like, "She's never acted." I wanted to have 20 lines minimum. Okay.
1: And three scenes. All right. And my youngest, he can't even speak or walk. Make him a picture. Put him
0: in a picture. <laughs> <laughs> right. And throw, throw my daughter yeah. in an icy lake. <laughs> Can you imagine
2: Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern? They're like, I'm going to kill this kid. <laughs> like,
0: I was a good fellow. Right. And you're on their side. <laughs> right
2: where did you, Where'd you hear that because i heard that too i don't know where i heard it
0: i i don't know I heard, that's what i heard that i read i i don't know after i watched this i was just like reading articles about the production of the good son and that's yeah i don't know i wrote that down at some point yeah
2: yeah that's a that's a big one so again he's like the main kind of character in both of those movies i feel for him
0: i'm glad he turned out normal at all yeah i'm sure people treated him like crap because yeah. of that he probably didn't He probably picked up on it
2: eventually, you know, being a little kid. But his parents, again, are feeding him stuff. You know, you're great. Don't listen to them. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, he's been very nice about not throwing them under the bus.
0: So. No. No. Yeah. And Macaulay Culkin for like his childhood, being a childhood star and being through everything he's been through, like seems like a nice enough dude, like as good as a dude as you could be after going through all that, you know?
2: There were some lost years. He came out of the other side pretty eccentric, but yeah. he's good. So yeah. uh, he's not he's like not- David Lee Roth or something. <laughs> you know, he's he can have a conversation and it's pretty intelligent one usually. His podcast is really entertaining actually. Oh really? Uh, but it's very short attention span and I'm hyperactive so it triggers it. I have to like you know, anything that's like flashing lights and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> it makes my eyes just like jackpot, you know? So, to, like, slow down. And that's probably why I always liked him. Our whole generation and him are hyperactive. That was our whole deal. Yep. But, yep. yep. So, yeah, the dad, David Morse. I wrote down great villain, except
1: in the movie Disturbia. I don't know if you've seen that with Shy oh, plays He plays a serial killer. But he's got
2: long hair, and this guy, he just doesn't play that kind of bad guy well. This is like 16 blocks, the negotiator, the rock, bad guy. The yes. guy who you think is on your team, and he's a cop, but then he he's the one who you turn around, and you're, you're like, Johnson? He's like, you should have known, you know? Like, he's that guy. And he plays it really well, so... I already was like laughing when I saw he was the dad, and I knew it was he was going to be the widow. And, you know, I was just like, "Oh no!" You know, like, <laughs> uh, but he did it. He did it well. I mean, they kept him kind of out of the movie again. He was in his prime there. He probably was like more scenes with him. But as Macaulay's family pulled that crap, he was probably like, "I'm in the beginning and the end."
1: <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> he's not even really in the end. If I think about it, no, he just uh... drops him off. and He's gone. So they've probably shot that like year a okay, year, maybe, year and a half before the rest of the movie. <laughs> so all the phone scenes are with him after that. So he's like, I'll do two audio scenes and then the scene with the Jeep.
1: <laughs> because, out. you know,
2: what What dad and son don't want to drive from Arizona to Maine in a Jeep?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I That guy, like the main thing I recognize him from is uh, 12 Monkeys. Right. Monkeys, yeah. which is which is like yeah. one of my and one of my favorite mo- time travel movies but also just one of my favorite movies like I love that movie 12 months yeah ago. it's good
2: I need to watch that again it's solid it always holds up every time I see it yeah um, why do people not talk about this more kind of like the fifth element was 10 years
0: ago everyone's right like why do people talk about this movie more it's great uh, but now everyone's seen it it's like well you should do more
1: like because he did that other movie and then it didn't do as well it started
2: with a v. Like Valerian or something. Oh,
1: yeah. Everyone was
2: super pumped it was going to be like the new fifth element, but it didn't
1: really hit. Yeah.
2: The generation, man, right before the internet, fifth element nailed that like analog
0: digital, like a taxi cab, but it's floats. Right. <laughs> they nailed that. I feel like
2: that could happen now again.
0: Right. You know, you
2: could do like a, like some kind of comic book, you know, like redo a comic book that's like that or something, and people would really dig it. I mean,
1: things like Cuphead are big. People like seeing retro remastered, you know, refinished retro. So Uh, let's write the
2: movie, guys. I saw, you know what I saw today? I went on Hulu and I, something I like to do is go to old,
1: old sitcoms and then just only watch the very last episode.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen it, you know, but I. Did you watch New Heart, dude? Did you watch New Heart? Be careful. You might open a portal. (laughs) I will now. I watched uh, the
3: Family Matters last episode. It's part two of a two-parter. I only saw part two, which I fast-forward to the the second, you know, uh, two-thirds of the way. And um, the plot is Steve Urkel has created an anti-gravity machine, and he's up on a spaceship. He's in a spaceship in the last episode of Family Matters. Wow. a satellite has careened into the side of the spaceship. It looks like a normal, like American spaceship. And they're and by the, the, the flag. On the-, right, the two pilots have like bonked into each other, and they're like passed out. And Urkel has to do a spacewalk to wow. get rid of the satellite, but then he floats away. And so you're like, oh, so Urkel's gonna die. And then like they cut to the family. That matters, right? Down on the ground.
1: And the mom is <laughs> like I've not seen this
3: show. Like I missed like so many seasons of the show when I was little. But the mom is different. And
2: yeah. there's like a little kid. And yeah. then, like <clears throat> he, ended up, he ended up doing a lot of stuff, that little kid. Oh, it was amazing. He doesn't die in the end though. Not like Alf. Gosh, don't watch that one either. Because they tried to like, they wanted, Alf wasn't supposed to be the last one. So it's like the saddest ever. Because it's like they take him away and there was supposed to be one where they like, he comes back and there's a happy ending, but they never filmed it. Oh, really? Yeah. And also New Heart. Yeah, New Heart. Watch the, watch. I highly recommend. Like the show's not great. It's slow, especially now. But if you've never heard or seen the lore of the final episode of New Heart, I highly recommend. Same with Dallas. I feel like Dallas has a weird ending where it's like, you know, I don't want to say anything, but yeah, like, oh, check it out. It's not what you would think from <laughs> from the last episode of New Heart. That's all I'll say.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I feel like I've watched the new the last episode of New Heart, but it's been so long. I don't remember exactly what happens.
1: Yeah, lots
2: of things have kind of taken, uh, have, have, it led a lot of things. A lot of things have ripped it off since then. Mm-hmm. It's an easy trip to take. In the end, in conclusion, to get closure for something, right? You know, you can be like, oh, I just, that
1: wasn't real, you right. know what I mean, yeah. Or
2: whatever. So, yeah, uh, but back yeah. then, people were like, I've watched this show for a year, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's the last one, you know, like go crazy over it. Same with Dallas, like there's like a scene too, and I think Family Guy even made fun of it, but they like redid the scene like 15 years later, the same scene with the same actors where it was like. You know, it's supposed to have not really all happened. It was all just whatever. And you're like, what the people like my parents called me JR because
1: of that show. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they're like, Never
0: mind. Essentially, (laughs) thanks for watching for six
2: seasons. Never mind (laughs) on the finale.
0: (laughs) Oh man. You know Have you ever heard of the Jackie Thomas show, old Tom Arnold show? No. That
2: Roseanne so this totally missed our radar because we were just not at the age to give a shit about sitcoms on Fox that weren't like shoved into our brains. Right. But <laughs> Roseanne and 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 Tom Arnold when they were married, she wrote a show that was on Fox. She forced herself onto it a few times. But he plays a guy that has a show on TV, and so she's kind. Of, it's kind of like her jab at having a show and like making fun of directors and stuff because she writes on the show. But he. You know, it's kind of that first, fourth wall broken down kind of show. Like, you see the audience laughing. You see him being directed and him fighting with the director. Well, episode four, his brother shows up. Freaking
1: Chris Farley, man. Really? The whole episode where he plays Jackie's little brother, who he's called fat his whole
2: life. And so he's got to stand up to his brother. And, like, dude, it's it's crazy. I had no idea any of this existed. There's this kid on Instagram... Who's obsessed with Chris Farley like we all were, and we all do when we find him because he's amazing. This kid's really young. David Spade's been like pumping, pushing him and stuff, but he's finding all these old Farley clips and like promos and things. And that was one of them. And I watched like five episodes of the show. It's not terrible. And you'll notice some of the actors if you look it up on YouTube, but episode four, man, Farley. So there you go. Anyway, the good son.
0: The good son. (laughs) right nice well i you know i actually watched this show with or this movie with my daughters because they've been they've been wanting to watch more horror movies and as we've started doing this podcast i've been trying to like expose them and they're at the age where like we can do that you know um and we actually we just wrapped up stranger things last night which was because i had watched the first season but i hadn't watched the second or third and when especially my my middle child uh, Bella, when she starts watching something, she just wants to like binge it. And that's all she does is like, watch the show. So I've got like, you know, I've got stories to write. I've got like scripts to work on. I've got podcasts to edit. And she's like, we got, we, we got to watch the show, dad. Like we, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I just got to watch the show and get it over with before I can move on to anything else. Um, <laughs>
2: Yeah, my kids are wanting to watch Fear Street right now real bad, and it's rated R. Okay. They all ran through the circle because we're the worst parents ever. We're <laughs> like, we'll watch this with you, but you can't tell anyone or your friends or your grandparents that we watch it. <laughs> it's like this reality show, just everything they shouldn't be seeing or hearing, but again, we all binge watch it as a family.
1: Oh, <laughs> a circle.
2: Uh, the circle, yeah. I, I'm Isn't that a great show? Okay. So good. It's just, yeah, it's just drugs for your eyes and brain. I love it. <laughs> The the first
3: season "Ah." season has the best quote ever where the guy's like, I just woke up like a fresh, I just woke up like a fresh head of lettuce. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. oh dude, it's so good. And then I would make fun of it because Corey, what it is, is like all these people are trapped in their own little apartments and it's like a social media thing and they vote each other off. But the thing is, they send messages to each other, but instead of, like, typing on a thing, they're saying it out loud. So they're also using emojis.
0: Okay. So
3: the bit bit that I like to say is that, like, because they all, they they speak what they want, and they tell them what emoji they want. And there's this guy from New York who's like, yeah, tell her, like, I think she's really cute. Hot emoji, fucking smiley face emoji. (laughs) <laughs> he just yeah. like just pop different emojis
2: that he wants to put on
1: <laughs>
2: yeah there's like obviously a producer typing it off camera <laughs> because they, the way some of them say it there's no way like an algorithm would pick it up from like just a microphone
1: right but they
2: throw there's some of them catfish each other so some of them think that they're talking to like this hot 26 year old african-american lady who's actually a gay 56 year old and white man oh, yeah and, stuff like that. and so the second season gets even crazier they like pretend someone's a celebrity and like but the select it's the celebrity's manager so they know everything about the celebrity <laughs> so they can totally catfish them and like it's yeah. just again it is not it is not for for learning for growing brain cells
1: <laughs> it is drugs
2: for your brain and eyes but yeah. as soon as the seasons come out we're like like i think two nights we watch all the episodes <laughs> just like have to know what happens so I, I get it man that stranger things were just now starting middle child's eight years old so she's excited but again they're just like zero to 60 let's watch fear street and i'm like let me watch it first. It's rated R. Nowadays, rated R could be like cut a dick
1: off, you know, like <laughs> grabbing a dick and cutting it. Like I just watched Django Unchained again recently. I was like, fuck, it's full on dick, like full on Jamie Foxx dick, like just straight up in that movie. And my daughter came downstairs and i like, shit. <laughs> I had to like change it. Like, it's because it's not flattering either, the scene. It's not like artistic you know, right. like it's like an awful scene and he's completely naked and the dude's <laughs> trying to cut his
0: off.
2: so hey, can, can i give props real quick
3: to another netflix show called um i think you should leave okay it's a favorite show. show yeah oh good it's so good and you know what i'm a big snl fan i love snl but you know what that, that show makes me realize there are so many there's too many hands going on, too many brains over there at SNL, like, yeah. like wanting to get their star to the forefront with the sketches and stuff. Exactly, and just yeah. like with the Chappelle show, with this one, this one, this guy, the lead guy. Oh God, I forget his name because I'm on the spot. Tim Robinson. Thank you so much. Was on SNL. Had some of the funniest little bit characters that you would never remember,
2: but you go back and watch. He's so fucking hilarious. Yeah. And he, he Yeah. Same Go Brooks, Brooks Wheelan is in and writes the second season too and Brooks is the same way. Brooks got fired because he didn't come up with characters and didn't have an agent working with the producers in the room. You know, you guys have probably seen the documentary How They Pick the Show, right? They all sit in the room. Yeah. So there's a one huge meeting with the Lauren and the guest and all the people, the, the, the comics, everyone, all the cast member, the writers, all in this giant room throw a bunch of ideas at him. And Tom Hanks will be like, I like that one. I like that one. No, let's not do that. You know, and the documentary's Malkovich, I think, and he's kind of picking which ones. And yeah. then a hundred of those get to down to twenty. And then yeah. there's a room with these fucking producers and Lorne. And these producers are pushing that agenda you're talking about, Brent. We gotta yeah. get this guy or this gal a netflix show or got to get them a movie that lauren can produce and so tim robinson's and brooke whelan's get left in the dust but thank god this little ben that caught him in this show (laughs) because it is shitballs crazy some of this freaking sketches and the fact that someone pays them to make some of those sketches makes me so happy this is the (laughs) shit we would have come up with in my basement when we were like teenagers and been like ah, someone gave us money to film that they, that's like season of the show is that it's oh, so wait, I yeah, that. Love it. it's like it's like those kids
3: those teenagers grew up and made a little money but they yeah. but they still then like make fun of like the adult shit that like is going on in their world there's a lot of like boardroom sketches oh, that are yeah. just like freaking bananas like it just you never expect to happen and it, it's oh man it's it's such a good show
2: yeah highly uh, recommend man i was so excited when it came out two nights ago i was like waiting till 3. am. Just like soon as it hit, I was going to watch the whole season, man. There's 17 minute episodes. I think there's like yeah. six, so yeah. you can watch yeah. both seasons, months. you know, and get up to P1 <laughs> maybe.
0: Right, in less in less time than it takes to watch a Zack Snyder movie. So <laughs> which cut? Well, the Snyder cut of I think you should leave is actually
1: uh, <laughs> it's seven seasons long. It's made for the short. It's made for short term
2: attention span. I mean, there's hard cuts. There's no closure. There's very little callbacks, and you're like, what happened? What happened to that sketch? It's over. And, like, (laughs) oh, I love that character. Never see him again. Like, so it's kind of made for the new kid generation, but by people with our type of sense of humor. (laughs) You know what I love? love My daughter's like, what the
3: hell? (laughs) (laughs) I love the transition music, too. Yeah. It's like so weird, saying
1: baby, 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 baby.
2: That soul, man. That Detroit soul. He's from Detroit. He had a great show called Detroiters after an SNL, uh, where they play ad guys. It's him and his friend. His dad was a great ad executive guy in Detroit, and Detroit went through the whole economic, and so everyone left Detroit. And it's him at this ad agency, and he's terrible at it, but he owns it because it was his dad's. And it's him and his friend, and they're trying to like make commercials for local companies and stuff so that's where some of that boardroom stuff came from and when i saw those sketches i was like these are going to be good because that's kind of their wheelhouse you know but Hell anyway you. sorry we're talking sorry. about the good son
0: if you guys want yeah, bad.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: no uh, I, I needed this input though in this i needed johnny five needed the input like
1: in the brain, so <laughs>
2: okay. it's so good I, I can't i can't recommend it enough it's so funny
1: oh i'll have
0: to check that out i haven't seen that yeah.
2: you love it Corey you're going to be like oh my god people let these guys write this because these are the ideas you have where you're all laughing and you're like read it again read it again and you all know no one's going to do it we're not going to talk about it outside of this room because mm. we'll get cancelled even almost some of it there's one There's one skit from the new season about a doll that Patty Harrison wrote called Tammy Craps and yes! it is seriously a fucking fever dream dude you're like this was either written by a hamster with a keyboard or someone on acid. And Patty Harrison, just this amazing actress, she's been in like normal movies, but she is in the show and she wrote that freaking sketch, man, so crazy.
1: You're gonna love it, Dory.
2: You're gonna be like, the whole oh thing is like, it's like, it's like, this dog now doesn't have farts in its head. And yeah. <laughs> the disgruntled employee that worked at the factory that used to fill the doll's heads with farts no longer works with us. She's like, is that the doll with farts in its head? Ain't no farts in here. <laughs> so, what? You got to be 60 pounds to play with this doll. How heavy are you? I'm 45 pounds. Well, to to you, playing with this doll would be like smoking five Macanudo cigars. She's like, that's too much. She's like, no, it's not. It's a good way to calm down. These are little girls talking
1: to each other. And it's so weird. Commercial. It's like, spooky, Man, <laughs> Aw, I love okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I think we should, let's get back to the movie. I guess we're at the beginning of it still. The so good side. We, 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 we haven't
0: even started. Yet. That's oh, it's, it's fine. We'll jump around. It's fine. It's good. Well, and the, the fun thing about this podcast is I never wanted it to be like, you know, if we talk about the movie the whole time, cool. If not, if we get off on tangents, like whatever, it's, it's not a big yeah. deal. But I did like – I I did want to point – there were a couple times uh, watching it with my daughters where we just like fucking cracked up, lost our shit because it was so – and one of them was like right at the beginning where Elijah Wood is like – he's talking to his mom who's in, in, in the hospital bed. Guardians he, of Galaxy. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And he's like, you're not going to die. You're not going to die because I won't let you. And then yeah. this, the scene cuts and it goes right to the preacher like – Ashes to ashes, dust to <laughs> dust. My my daughters and I fucking lost it. We were cracking up. <laughs> right here. Hard edit. Joke's on you. She died. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: a weird part of that scene is he picks up a picture. Okay, this is how dorky I am. He picks up a picture and you only see it in the foreground, so it's blurry. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously of her on her wedding day. He's like, oh, it's you and I on your wedding day. But if you look at that picture, it's like him then, like it's he's that size uh-huh. and height, and her in her wedding dress. But in the past, right? But the guy's not his stepdad. But that's when I was kind of like, is this some kind of stepfather thing?
1: Because
2: right. that's when I first started thinking that. But I think it was just a continuation thing, which there are two or three in this movie. Some continuation problems that are again hilarious. But right. I, I love that your kids picked that up. That is amazing. But that I totally wrote that down. Jokes on you. She died.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like
0: it's like it's like a comedy beat. Like I don't, yeah. I can't imagine it was intentionally. Uh, But, like, that's if I wanted people to laugh at it, like, that's how I would cut it. It was so funny. He had
2: makeup on in that scene, too. That's what I wrote down. (laughs) Remastered movies make uh, you can see the makeup. Like, you could see his foundation on his face because they can't, you couldn't tell on film, but now everything's like remastered. And so he's all makeup face, like, you're not going to die, and I'll tell you why. So I'm not going to let you. And even later, when he's talking to his therapist, he's like, I let someone die. It's like, damn, dude, like, you're not like four. Right.
1: Like, you know, you didn't kill her, right? Like, you didn't, like,
2: where are these parents missing out where the, he thinks he, like, makes people die and live?
1: Right. You know? and a
2: lot of pressure on a kid. Right. <laughs> First, the, the, the new lady is his mom anyway. Right, right. Oh, he, you know, that's that, that's when you can tell he's like, they really don't play into his mental issues enough.
1: No. When he's no. like.
2: And he wakes up in the middle of the night and he's like, there you are. It's you. You know, uh, it's kind of like, Ugh. those two are codependent on each other though. The mom and him, because the mom is sad about the baby dying and he's sad about his mom dying. So that's just like an unhealthy mental illness codependency. Those two have together. Yeah. So she doesn't want to admit like, you're losing your mind right now. I'm not your mom. She's almost like, I am your mommy. You
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, that, that, that is kind of a weird recurring thing. Cause at one point, he's like, "It's it's my mom reincarnated." She came back, and you're like, "Okay, that's a little like, I know you're dealing with a lot, but that's that's pretty heavy." And then, but then later in the movie, he brings it back when he like he verbalizes it when he's talking to Macaulay Culkin. And he's like, "She's actually my mom. She came back into your mom," and it's like, yeah. "Whoa, dude!" That like, yeah. holy I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> like holy yeah. shit, that's a lot, you know that's one of
2: my favorite scenes because he says don't fuck
0: with me
1: yeah
2: <laughs> and it's that shot and dude he is so good as a little kid he just looks at him because he gets like oh you trying to pull one on me motherfucker like i'm the manipulator
1: right. and he's
2: just like hey hey because you think he's gonna cut the rope or he's just like don't fuck with me
1: you're yeah. like Whoa. <laughs> yeah that's when
2: it's already starting to go though That's when it's already like he's killed the dog. You're like, oh, my God. He's thrown the
1: guy off the whatever, you know. It goes again, four days. We're in day two, and he's already doing that.
2: (laughs) Do you guys (laughs) like the shots? I loved all the shots of Arizona and Maine and all that, too. Like, in the beginning, there's those beautiful – you know, they don't do that as much in movies anymore. You always feel like it's digital. Some really beautiful shots of, like, that road in Arizona, and then he's taking the ferry in Maine. So it's Stephen Kingy, obviously.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, those establishing shots, like B roll. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, like, a, I like... the brother was kind of a dick for pushing him into leaving right at, at the funeral. Like,
1: I didn't remember that from being a kid, but like, kind of a dick move by his brother
2: to be like, "Dude, just go." Like, we got him go and he's like no i need to be with my kid like he just lost his mom he's like no you need money dude you'll be rich and then you'll be good you know sure my kid's not gonna like kill your kid or something <laughs>
0: right. right surely my yeah. kid's not a psycho <laughs> like i thought he was his
2: brother-in-law i assume that but then you find out later he's his actual brother i'm like kind of a shitty brother move like he should support him and be like yeah you should be with your kid right now yeah like, go on a road trip with him tell you tell work to fuck off right now like right. your wife just died dude <laughs>
1: But well, the, he's
0: like, go, dude, go to Tokyo, man. You need money. You'll be set. you be rich. The, that's the whole thing. Like, the this whole movie hinges upon the dad. If he goes to Tokyo for two weeks, he'll be set for the rest of his life. Like, they mentioned what that. He a, doing there? A, 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 yeah, I don't know what he's doing. But if he goes to Tokyo for two weeks, they will be set for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're I thought it
2: where it's like be Tokyo Drift and he's like the bad guy. Like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Bran, I interrupted you. It's okay, man. Don't worry about it.
3: Did you guys like that treehouse? Was it the scariest fucking treehouse ever?
0: It was a yeah, it was a dangerous treehouse. Yeah, I like it. Like you went
3: straight up, and then like you curved around the tree more.
2: And, and then, then the and stairs it... got worse as you got up. That's what I like. like yeah. They should get better as you get higher, not worse. Oh man. Oh I, like, oh, I was like. A baby we used to your- do shit like all that all the time when we were younger, though. No. I know, like, and we're that's just we are weenie parents. Like we're like putting yeah. freaking dps on them. Like, dude, we were gone when we were gone. My yeah. parents had no idea where we were. You know, that's okay. another thing. It's scary about this movie is like there are lots of moments where these kids could have died or kill each other, <laughs> and you know, it's just freaking wild. And he even says that. Remember when they go down in the tunnel and he's like whenever you know no one can mess with you you can fly He's
1: yeah like, no
2: one can touch
0: you it's yeah
1: like, it's dude
2: like... that's the psychotic person they think that
1: you know? yeah it's
2: like oh it's
0: creepy yeah it's like when you when you realize you can do whatever you want right yeah yeah, yeah.
2: the dad also has a hidden stealth mullet i wrote down <laughs> a little cell phone foreshadowing with the game boy too He's like, look at all this beautiful stuff, and you're staring
1: at that video game. Right. You're like, all right, you have no idea what's coming, man. (laughs) Right. I
3: thought that was funny because, like, that's probably like six hours of staring at the same like mountain ranges and stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. If I've learned anything from like the modern technology world, like, if you put little kids in a car for like twelve hours, like, I think a lot of your rules kind of go out the
1: window. Like.
3: (laughs) Like, we're watching movies and, and hitting on screens, like, the whole time. Right. <laughs> and I love how the Game Boy could, like, you're
2: driving with all the windows down in Arizona, and you can just, like, play the Game Boy and hear it and everything. <laughs> it sounds a Jeep. But that has yeah. got the weird scene, too. Whenever he, again, that Italian, metaphoric Italian kind of director scene where he runs, he's like, whatever, like, runs out of the car and runs into the desert, and he gets a little bit out, and he's like... He stops and just kind of looks longingly, like, Where am I going? There's nowhere else to go.
1: It's just me
2: me and my dad now. And then it just kind of fades out, and you're like, Ugh, like, that was heavy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Right. You can't, yeah, you can't escape it. You can't run from it. There's no, there's nowhere to go, Elijah Wood. (laughs) Right. The family I
2: wrote down, this family has been through a lot. Freaking, they lost that mom and the baby. You know, the baby passed away. Like, this family's been through a lot of crap. Yeah. You know? When she first sees Mark, she's all, like, super genuine. Her eyes light up because, again, it's supposed to represent, like, a son coming back into the family that's gone. And she, her eyes just, like, light up. Like, <gasps> Mark, and you've grown. And, you know, again, that's how people are, especially back then. That's literally the conversations we had before social media was, you've grown this much since I saw you last. That's mm-hmm. all every adult would say to you. Yeah. Because it was like there's so much more culture to talk about now, good or bad. It was literally back then. It was a joke between us kids. Like all adults would be like, when you were this tall, I saw you. It's like almost in the handbook, you know, of things to say to kids. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> but she's so genuine. Like she, I don't know. And again, I don't know if that's the role that uh, the other lady was supposed to play, but I thought she did pretty good.
1: Yeah. In oh role. yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: this, and the woman, uh, what's her name? Wendy Cruson She's like almost when you need to like cast an attractive mom or wife character who's like not a main character, but because she's also in uh the Santa Claus. She's like the wife of the Santa Claus, Air Force One, and uh Sixth Day with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because I I was like, she looks so goddamn familiar, but it's not like she doesn't have any leading roles. It's nothing like you know, like nothing uh to write home about, but it's like Yeah, she gets cast in those kind of roles pretty consistently, it seems like, so
2: She's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what Dad does because he's like on a computer but he has magazines and he's like trying to like I don't know, every time they try to show the the dad working, I, it confused me. I couldn't figure. Out. Like, what's this guy do? He says you go into the hospital, but like every time they show him working in his den, he's not doing like medical work.
1: Right. So I, <laughs> I think they got confused. Maybe
2: when they started before Home Alone Two, he was a doctor. But then when they came back after Home Alone Two, they're like, just make him an accountant. We forget what he was.
0: <laughs> at a computer. <laughs> he actually like just sells livers on the black market. Right, like people, people who wake up in bathtubs with their kidneys gone. Like they all eat. A, they all eat dinner,
2: and it's like lobster. I wrote lobster, Maine. I get
1: it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. But I love that scene where they're kicking each other under the table, man. Like there are a couple scenes that made me long for being a, a kid again, like. Just shit like that, like kicking each other on a table, or who can say "penis" the loudest without getting caught.
1: Like, yeah, life life is that simple, you know. Couple, there's a scene where they're playing like army,
2: and like one's yeah. running from the rock to the tree, and the other one runs from the tree to the rock, and like just stuff like that, man. Baseball cards and your spokes and stuff, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm that age now. Damn it, that's what kind of shit I say. I
1: remember?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and and they really like they really do capture that like you know, uh, creating a new, like, forging a new friendship with somebody and, you know, Elijah he's like, come on, come play with me, like, be part of my world and Elijah Wood is, like, immediately like, yeah, I, whatever you're doing, like, I'm in it, and and they really do, like, you know, and then they go like, uh, "What?" even at, like, breaking the glass in that warehouse or whatever it is, when they're
2: cigarettes, again, it's just like your brothers or your cousins, we all had these experiences as kids, you know, yeah. very stand-by-me.
1: You know, too. Yeah, yeah. So, do you
2: guys have any any? Do you guys have a story that you that you
3: thought about when uh, um, while watching this movie, where you were thinking like, "I I was in a lot of danger (laughs) at that moment in my life."
0: Yeah, I had. I I I had. It reminded me of because all through elementary school, like I really only had like one friend through elementary school, and then. Uh, in middle school, there was this like other group of guys. There was, like three other dudes that I started to hang out with, but they were kind of like, uh, like it was it was this kid like their parents weren't really around, and they were like you know s- smoking pot in middle school, and like s- they would go to like we'd go downtown, and they would like shoplift and steal things from the stores downtown, and then like you know one the w- one kid who was like m- probably my closest friend at the time. He would like always be playing with lighter fluid and setting stuff on fire like lighting bees nests on fire and shit and uh and so like once I moved into high school I like found other people to hang out with I started hanging out with you guys and but there was like this weird period in middle school where I was like hanging out with these guys who were like uh they're just like bad news guys right you know <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I have that cousin, for sure. Like I said,
1: too many stories there, and I don't want to get him, like, a court case. But definitely have had, like, guns
2: pointed, loaded guns pointed at me, uh, like, animal shooting birds, animal stuff. Like I said... Trying to get ran over by four wheelers and being like, I'm pretty sure he tried to kill me right there, but I got out of the way last minute. But this is a kid that drove a a five speed Toyota truck at like 13 on the back roads in Ellsville. I mean, cops pulled him over multiple times and had to like bring him home. Like, your 13 year old is driving in in town in a
0: truck. Right. Just driving
2: in a stick shift. Like, oh, hey, that's
1: a little (laughs) kid
0: driving.
2: Uh, He was just a wild dude, you know, like, uh, he's not really that way anymore. But cigarettes, all of it, it reminded me of it. And it made me happy. Like, I I lived through it. You know, the kids don't really get to do that much these days. Uh, I learned, lived and learned, you know, and you found the friends in high school. You know, it's kind of fun sometimes to watch a bee's nest burn. But then you're like, man, I could have really got stung by that. I'm going to go hang out with Brent instead.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Movie. It's like I could I could have been could have been could have been the end of my girl, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. McCully.
1: Yeah. McCully.
0: Um, I think
3: I was in the sixth grade and I was hanging out at a friend's in a friend's garage and his dad had a shotgun on the wall and he was showing it to me and we were looking at it. And I don't know how it happened, but we cocked it and that scared us. And so we ran, we like ran out of the room.
1: Mm-hmm. I
3: have no idea what happened after that. You know,
1: <laughs> you know
3: like, the other thing is I had a buddy who I've known for a long time. Um, his parents divorced real early. And I think his mom would try to like, she thought he was very smart and he is. And um, would like, you know, allow him to do things that you wouldn't normally let a kid do. And, and she, she would buy him what he called bomb making supplies.
0: Oh, Jesus.
3: And, and he taught me like, here's how you make napalm. And we made it. And like, here's how and he was like, here's the anarchist cookbook. And like would make things from it. But his, his mother would like encourage him to like, cause she thought it was like him being like science. Right. You know, or, <laughs> Really, he was just, like, reading a real basic recipe to blow his hands up. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, after this Fourth of July, I've been watching YouTube videos of people
0: who, I, you type in fireworks accident. No. I hate fireworks, and they're so stupid. I think fireworks are dumb. I used to love them. I
3: like looking at them, but... Setting them off is so stupid. But this one this one teenager is one of those things where like you guys were talking about earlier with like edits that are funny. <laughs>
1: There's a
3: good story of the woman she, she she's interviewing this poor fucking kid who's thirteen who always wanted to play football for the NFL and he's got his he's got one hand now. And then it cuts to her, it cuts to the journalist go like at, at, at no he wants to play basketball. It cuts to the journalist at a basketball court. She's alone like reciting the rest of the story and she's like and it was like he it blew off his left hand. And then it's a close up of her left hand on the basketball and her shooting the basketball into the hoop. <laughs>
1: it was like oh my god and all these all these people these
0: adults were like yeah i thought it was safe to make my own fireworks oh jesus
3: and it's the news like interviewing these people so they could be like don't do it kids and this guy's got like a like a like the mechanical like
0: like claw thing that like opens and closes (laughs) oh jesus i saw somebody somebody tweeted on i think it was like friday or sometime this weekend they were like They're like, there are hundreds of people in this country right now who don't realize this is going to be their last weekend with all 10 fingers. Right? Yeah.
1: That's pretty good. So bad. Yeah. But I think we given fireworks as kids,
3: right? Like, that's the other thing, too. Like, to go along with the movie, I'm not trailing too far off, I don't think. But I told this the other day my father used to give me his cigar to go light a firework.
0: Uh huh.
3: Like I would use his cigar and like just like, and I was like ten or eleven, you know, and just like
2: using these explosives.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You're you're
2: like, but I can't carry it. I have the fireworks in my hand. He's like, here, put it in your mouth, son.
0: (laughs) This is how you carry a cigar. (laughs) Like now, here's the cigar. Yeah, (laughs) you're just some little kid, like,
2: just walking with fireworks,
0: (laughs) this stogie hanging out of your mouth. (laughs) Well, and and along that line, this wasn't something I did, but I feel like even before I saw this movie or maybe it was around the same but like i have memories of my mom telling me stories of when she was a kid and they would sit in a tree like they would get a scarecrow or like clothes they would stuff full of leaves or whatever and they would go sit in a tree over a road and throw the the dummy down in front of cars and it was like, like the, the it was like the same thing as mr highway which that scene is fucking ridiculous cuz he throws the he throws mr H- highway down <laughs> off the bridge And an RV flips over and then cars crash for like half an hour. It's like 50 cars. It's like, (laughs) there's like a 50 car fucking pile up after he throws. It's almost funny.
2: It's almost funny here. I'm trying to find it. Crash so long. Almost funny. Yeah. Uh, There's a couple windows that explode before they get hit. So it's like these squibs on the window pop the window before it actually gets in a crash. Right, and so it's just see it seems like very canned and stock and, and yeah. again funny. Yeah, it's like how many cars are there? Like a, are they going to go for two, three minutes there?
0: Yeah, yeah. There it's were like, a couple of countries that banned that scene. What? Dude, that, a lot of people have done
2: that and killed people. I mean, it's. Yeah. There people probably watched that movie and then went and did, did that. I mean, I'll just straight up be okay admitting that probably happened. You know, oh, someone yeah. probably saw that movie and went and did that. You yeah, know? yeah. But that's funny. Your mom said people used to do that as something that came from. I wonder if Mr. Highway is part of the lore, if that like came from that, you know?
0: Yeah. If it, that
2: shows his psychotic. Like you start to see his psychosis because he tricks him so well. He manipulates him perfectly. Yeah. His, 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 his guard's still down, but he's like. If you help me, I'll show you something you'll never forget, you know, and then how, but how dumb again, this is the beginning of a lot of things happening in public and no one noticing. Yeah. So at this point, Mr. Highway, they've already killed the dog, carry the dead bag of meat across town to dump it. And no one saw. Yeah. Yeah. now they're carrying what looks to be a dead body back across town and no one's witnessed it to when the ha- crash happens to be like, oh, those two little kids.
1: Yeah. Carrying that body. That's probably who threw that body. <laughs> you know? well, and but it's... then again, he obviously walks up to the
2: highway and Mark doesn't think for one second, like, oh, he's going to throw this thing over. Like, I get it. You're a dumb kid. And after this happens, he's immediately like doesn't trust him at all and tries to rat on him immediately. To both
0: parents. Yeah, well, and it's it's like, and he's not only like manipulative with Mark. It's I think it's shortly thereafter, because it's it's so subtle. The dinner scene where he mentions that Mark wants to move into his his little brother's room, mm-hmm. his brother yeah. who has died. He's not only manipulating Mark, but both of his parents, and he's driving wedges between his parents and his parents and Mark, like with very, very little effort on his part. He's like completely disrupting the emotional fabric of everyone at that table, you know? Yep. Like, it's just, it's wild.
2: Beautiful thing. Yeah. Wow. He's super self aware, man. Yeah. I wrote here Rory Culkin plays Richard, gets credit for being a dead baby.
1: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. That's funny. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, there's some, there's so many
2: heavy-handed shots, you know, or heavy-handed foreshadowing shots in this, right? Like the skates before he takes her to the frozen pond. Yeah, there's like really yeah. heavy-handed stuff. Um, But like again, he has he has the nightmare. And then she's like, uh, Henry catches Mark getting held by his mom. And she's like, it's okay. It's okay, baby. You know, and she's, again, got that mental codependence from her dead child. And and Henry, again, that's when he immediately goes to do the highway thing. Uh He's like, okay, this is it. He's trying to take my mom. That's my ducky. You know, like, here we go. Like right. and and it just ramps from here. Every beat, I think, after Highway, every beat is tense. Yeah. After well, and and oh, a... go ahead. Oh, sorry.
3: Oh, I saw I saw a little bit of a uh, of a video of, a, of making the movie, and the dog scene where the dog is chasing them, mm-hmm. they shut it. They shut the door, and then Macaulay Culkin like barks at the dog. Yeah. I thought that was sort of like perspective thing where like he was like away from it or whatever but in the making of it man that dog is ferociously growling and barking at him and he is barking
1: right in that thing's face <laughs> like that's insane like that's a very well trained dog or Macaulay
0: Culkin's fucking crazy right? yeah <laughs> or everyone who was involved is crazy There's his, no his, way his dad the, was like no fucking way that fence would hold that dog in real life yeah. that dog would have
1: cleared that fence no problem
2: and dove head first mouth open into those children <laughs> I do like that scene. That's one of those Italian horror kind of force things where he's barking at him and it's showing that kind of, it's actually more kind of French, but it's just showing like really like after he talked about your your mom died, you should have saw what she looked like and she felt like and her skin felt like, you know, he'd already said that at this point. So he's like trying to be like the dog, you know, he like once after he misses the cat. He looks longingly at the cat, just like, again, he's the one that actually thinks he's pulling strings and making people live and die. Yeah. Because he is, because he can fly. Yeah. Where Mark just thinks he is, and he's not. He's just a fucking kid. Like, relax. So, because he looks that longingly at the cat, like, the sight's still off, you know? <laughs> like, again, obvious line,
1: Mark, you should have picked that line. Right. <laughs> like, how? miss the cat, the sight's off. Oh, so you tried to kill it? <laughs> like, doesn't pick up on it. But yeah, man, the,
2: the dog, he's like almost like, I want to be what it's like to be a dog. Then I'll figure it out and I'll kill it. You know, I want to see what it's like when it dies. And yeah, uh, they kept a lot of that out, a lot of those shots out. And I don't know if they were trying to go PG 13 or what, you know, if they were trying to make it a thriller or why. There was a very intentional lack of blood, I think, in hmm. the movie. Maybe
1: because yeah. it's kids. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Would well, have been cool and, to see a little blonde dude with some covered in blood. Like, come
0: here, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, right. face just covered in blood. Just like, Yeah. <laughs> well, there, And there was another, I, I think this was a very comedic beat. It was like a standard comedy three beat, right? Because there's early in the movie when he actually shoots the dog, there, it goes into slow-mo right there's a slow-mo shot of the dog walking and then he shoots the dog right and then later when he throws his sister uh into the thin ice to try and drown her it goes into that slow-mo shot while she's like sliding across the ice and and goes down under the ice right and then the the third beat of this is when his mom finds the ducky in the shed and she chases him and when he throws it down the well it cuts to a slow-mo shot of the duck slowly falling down. And once again, my daughters and I fucking cracked up because it was like him killing a dog, him trying to kill his sister, and then the third beat of that is him throwing a rubber ducky in a well. And it was like, I like, I get what the movie was doing, but it, at the same time, it was so fucking ridiculous, you know? <laughs> It's no one's ducky now, mom. Right, right. I've killed it. <laughs>
2: yeah. And let's talk about this kid. Hell of a psycho serial killer forager at his age. He's got a fort and a shed right. and and a homemade gun. Right. Damn, this is like a unibomber in the works. Right. Like this kid, by the time, you know, spoiler, if he would have made it to like 15, holy shit, Columbine would have looked like nothing. This right. kid is like already ready to kill and had killed. Right. like before double digits. No, I guess what? They're supposed to be like, I'm so bad at this the older I get. What are they supposed to be like?
0: 10? Yeah, 10 or 11, somewhere in there. 11? 10 okay. or 11, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. But he, well, and, and I think that kind of brings us to like the, I, I think of the end of this movie is really iconic where the, you know, the mom is like holding both of them off the edge and has to decide which one to drop. Like that's, of all of the movies of, of that I watched, through my entire childhood into adulthood, like that scene where the mom has to choose to drop Macaulay Culkin has stuck with me, you know? Yeah.
2: Wife said, no way. Wife says still to this day, no fucking way. She would have dropped Mark. Yeah. That's just a mom for you. But you know, I, I disagree. That's the right choice. And it kind of plays to her scene when he's like,
1: yeah, I killed Richard. Yeah. But and right. she's like, yeah. what? we'll get you help then she doesn't
2: even cry she's supposed to be like broken from this dead child and he's like yeah i killed him so what because of a duck what are you gonna do about it and he, maybe she she's like we'll get you help it'll be
1: fine you
2: know and then he's all sus about it like wait a minute you're gonna send me to one of the schools like he figures it all he's like well you know he gets, he's got like everything figured out and she's being cool about it those kind of things didn't play a little for me and I get what she what she says, but they try to make it the easiest choice in the world for her. He told her he killed his other kid. He told her he tried to kill the sister. And Mark what- on on that ledge told him he's trying to kill me and she smacks mark like fuck you he's not trying to kill her it's all these things that would
0: make you go okay save mark let go (laughs) well at the the end of the day mom's gonna say no i'm keeping my kid well and then (laughs) then he also tries to push her off of the edge too Yeah, exactly exactly yeah again mama's just
2: like nah nah
0: which i get or i'm gonna get superhuman
2: and save them both
0: right (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i I don't know how it would play out in real life yeah because like yeah the the movie gives her every incentive to drop Henry but like having kids and knowing how I feel toward my three kids like yeah I don't know I have no idea like what that, that's
2: what he says the last shot that's the first shot and he says I still think about Richard and Susan and which insinuates she never talks to him again, which again, if that happened, even if they're family, you're probably not going to connect for a while again. Right. Yeah. Just because of the un- uncomfortable. But he's like, I lay awake at night and I think of Richard and I think of Susan. And I wonder if she would have made the same choice with Henry. And I guess I'll just never know. Right. And he's like in- introspective in the desert. And I'm like, damn,
1: heavy. <laughs> so that is what they want us to think. That
2: yeah. is what we, the movie is supposed to leave you with. Like. What would you do? And you probably your life as you grow, the answer to that will change and you'll always struggle and see both sides of this. Yeah, A mother, never a mother that just lost her child, even by the hand of another, her oldest, her namesake, like it's in everything and in why you exist right there, you know, or if someone believe right, why we're here, you know. And so I love that part of it. That's when the guy got heavy handed with his message I think it's the best part, and it's stuck with all of us, you know, that saw it as kids. Um, mm. It's not too creepy, even with, I
1: wrote down here, brutal body shot after he gets dropped. Right. Just like a bloody
2: rag, blonde rag doll. I'm like, no blood in the net, that's so brutal. Like,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, he still had his head and
1: everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that fight scene is so funny, too. It's like Hitchcock music. It's like, yeah. They're like rolling around <laughs> fighting. He does, dude, can we talk about the spear? He does a full-on Goldberg spear when he's got the rock. Yes. And it is, it's Elijah Wood doing it
2: to Macaulay Culkin. I would love to interview them and ask, like, did you spear him? Like, did you guys have, like, a mat? How did they do that? They're little kids, but he's holding that rock. And he just comes in runs, spears them
1: and they start rolling around on the ground. He's
2: like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. And it's all like, weep, weep,
1: weep. Like Hitchcock-y. <laughs>
2: so Somehow the mom scales up a side of a mountain. I feel like someone's made this joke. So sorry if they have But The mom scales up the side of a mountain, but then can't lift up two little kids.
1: <laughs> so, that's right. Kind of, okay. But you see it all happening again. Hitchcock, close shot. She's getting up the mountain. You know, she's going to go over, ex- expertly
2: rolls over to catch both of them before they fall. Yeah. And when he pushes her, too, it's like this excellent backward somersault, and she falls perfectly
1: like, no, right here. <laughs> yeah. crazy, man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> all so- those scenes, all those scenes were done on an actual cliff.
0: Oh, really? Like,
3: done right there. Sheesh. They filmed. They filmed everything in Maine except for that, which was like in Michigan Wisconsin. Oh yeah. They found the perfect cliff overlooking some water um, because it was in a lake. There were boats at the bottom that like were were were, make, were creating wake to make it look like waves. And then um, they they constructed cranes for all the kids and I guess the mom too. All those fight scenes were the two kids. There were no like stunt doubles. Every, every they were hanging off that cliff like for real jeez Macaulay. Yeah. Macaulay's they had dead. like come on you want more money <laughs> no they had, they had major talks with the dad about like exactly how it was going to go down like it was like a big it was a bit it was, that's like the biggest part of of like the lore of the of making the movie was right. it was like yeah it was them like hanging off the cliff and i i guess it's important to also note that the two as children, Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood became like really good friends. Mm-hmm. Apparently yeah. like they would, all those like war battles, like Elijah Wood, I found a um, an interview with Elijah Wood. He, he said that like, that's what they would play. Like in between takes, they would play war. Oh, they play war. And I think that's where they got that stuff.
2: Right. No, that's funny. The, uh, no, they're great together. That's funny. And they probably are both going through similar stuff, man, being pulled to so many different types of movies. Their parents were really involved, gave them funny hipster names.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah and I was thinking about, like, Elijah,
3: you know, both being child actors, Like, and Elijah Wood, in his interview that I read, or, or, or watched, sorry, talked about how he grew up, like, just around adults mm-hmm. um, in an acting scenario. So, like, I would imagine for this movie, Elijah Wood to, like, be with Macaulay Culkin was probably like, oh, someone else that knows what this is like.
2: Right. How, how funny is it that it's Miller's Pond? Like, I it wasn't that perfect. Like, they're skating up on Miller's Pond. Like, <laughs> I thought that was like, I wrote Miller's Pond too perfect. Like, <laughs> That sounds like a place in Wisconsin. That's probably like, oh yeah, let's go over to the cliff. They got that perfect cliff on Lake Wada by Miller's Pond. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, the food scene where he thinks he poisons everything and he's throwing the food away. Oh yeah. Shot of him like throwing everything away. Hilarious, like food props and like like full bowls of spaghetti. Like prepped in a bowl, but it's leftovers. Yes. It's like they made it like this is spaghetti and this is, but it's supposed to look like just grabbed out of the fridge and dumped. Like, I don't know that stuff. That was someone's job, and it looks so like cartoony and funny. He's going crazy. He's like, must he poisoned the Brussels sprouts?
1: Like, and
0: <laughs>
2: one, one of the few times that Kevin McAllister comes out of him. He's like, Mom, Dad, it's Mark, come quick. Like, it's kind of like his cadence. There's another scene where he says where he's like full. He's
0: like full of Pete in the bed.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs>
3: or like he's falling off the cliff and he does like the, he grabs his face. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That'd be a funny profile uh, thing. like him off the cliff from the top. <laughs> uh, I also, yeah,
2: we talked about this earlier, but I also got recently frustrated like I do with every 90s 2000 movies and I wish someone would, would change this in a movie and if they have I'm sorry you can tell me later you guys or someone can comment but no one ever believes kids in movies ever no one is like you know what like she almost does a few times but she literally still has to ask a child like did you kill your brother like all the evidence was there another kid was like yeah he told me you know like and he has his duck and he threw the duck down the well still had to ask him you know like (laughs) do you have anything to do with it like because her question is what happened that night not did you kill him you know so i mean it no one believes the kids ever in any of the movies and this is like one of the perfect examples where if the first time someone would have listened to mark (laughs) like a lot of this wouldn't have happened he wouldn't have almost killed his sister Uh, you know just all this crazy stuff so that's another thing you know i I asterisk because it's just it's so frustrating why is that a trope like i guess it's to push things along you know like and and they have to write around cell phones existing now you know and that taking out out a lot of conflict i get it but you know that trope is always so frustrating when we were kids like we were when we watched this movie it's like (laughs) (laughs) Like, it adds to that it adds to that on the edge because you're like believe them but yeah, this is just another one of those examples of that. Like in Stranger Things, they kind of like make fun of it. They're yeah. like, "Oh yeah, those kids said that." Like, you know, and I, you know, so I don't want to talk about anything. You're watching this, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, we just point. finished. We but just the finished dad, the third the dad season. Dad so.
3: Seems to like believe him though. When he does finally get to talk to him, the dad's like, "Okay, if none of these people are believing you, you're my." So son. Talk to your doctor. He says to go talk to his doctor. Because Colkin's there,
0: man. He as soon as he Tem- goes there, no. there. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. a mind fuck.
2: Freaking smart, man. He's psychotic. He knew. Like, but again, if you're a good therapist, can't you read, like, see through that?
3: And, and I, I thought, but did you think so, though? Because because at the playground scene, when Elijah Woods, when Mark is like, hey, if, if, if you knew someone was evil, you know, not speaking of himself, but seemingly talking about uh, uh, about this kid, you know, that I thought maybe the, the therapist was onto it when she when she was in there in that session and i thought oh she's going to get to the bottom of this i thought she was going
0: to be right. more of a role, well see and I, and i and i thought she was uh, thinking that he was elijah wood was talking about himself kind of like a friend of a friend right it's like oh uh, sure. there's there's like a friend of a friend and she's like you're talking about yourself right <laughs> I have this friend
2: and he has this thing in his pants oh, that gets oh, and he touches it
1: sorry yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> no that's
2: true that's a good point Brent I didn't think of that you know like he kind of tries that's the first time isn't it that's the first time he tries to tell anybody he just yeah. trusts her you know and she's the first person so he does try to do what his dad tells him like go to your doctor you know he's like I did I guess I'll go back Right. yeah I had to try to tell her but she thinks I'm evil dad <laughs> and then everyone starts to think he's evil man good lord Yeah, it's like little kids' solutions are like interesting, you know. Especially when
3: they get it right in movies, like they did in this one. Like before this movie, we did the movie It Follows, Mm -hmm. where it was like about teen. Have you seen that one, Jr.? Have I have? Yeah. Okay, so like it's teenagers trying to solve very like insane problems as well, and they do, and they do their 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 kind of weird teenager ways. And this is like, yeah, this is like the, the the even lower version of that, like a very little kid trying to figure out how do I tell people when really all he had to do was probably tell someone like, let's say, let's say Elijah Wood did, did it like an adult should have. He went to like, you know, everything was like in walking
1: distance there. Like, you know, Paulie Calkin visits his sister in the hospital
2: and then he's like, all right, mom, I'm just going to go walk home. Right. In the middle of the night, he walks I wrote that down, like, is there no security? This kid just walks in and then the mom's like, what? Are you smothering your sister? Well, no, that's... I'm just standing here with a pillow. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so Elijah went <laughs> like, like, the police station. Yeah, police just... are a
0: non-issue, yeah. I wrote. Police yeah. are a non-issue in this town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and how, like, how odd would it have been if he, like, started smothering his sister with the pillow and then his mom's like, yo, what, what the fuck are you it doing? Goes you meant yeah. to put
2: it under her head. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Mom. I
0: always forget <laughs> that. Silly me. Right. I have, go home. I have trouble with under and over sometimes. like. <laughs> Bed stores, mom, you know. <laughs> no,
2: uh, Elijah, My what I wrote down is should have went to the owner of the dog. Yeah. Should have went to the owner yeah. of the dog and said, we killed your dog. There's a gun. It's in a shed. My my cousin's crazy. He killed your dog. Um, yeah. His parents won't believe me. Mm-hmm. Can you go with me and we'll, we'll find the gun and we'll go mm-hmm. talk to him you know yeah take someone out from the outside because he makes a point again we talked about it they're never going to believe they're going to believe their kid first but yet they don't believe any other kids it's like he's able to manipulate the entire family and they can't even see it like as a
1: parent we would see that dinner table conversation what that kid was doing talk about your dead brother at dinner with your mom like what
2: you know what i mean so it's so funny he tricks everyone but then elijah very simply is being like no he has a duck he killed him (laughs)
1: like
2: (laughs) smacks him you know my daughter's got really mad at that scene when she smacks him and she's like doesn't believe him she's like dust your mouth you know right they're like because they have that mental codependency thing i talked about where they're both going through stuff and they're helping each other and then she kind of betrays him that trust my daughter's like brokenhearted by that like nice. she won't even set him down like we grew up if there were two sides most of the time then at least they'll set us all down as adults and be like let's hear all the stories together you know yeah. my mom never i wish my parents would have blindly believed if someone told my parents out there like it's definitely jr yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, right. that sounds exactly like you were talking earlier about the bad
2: kids in middle school and i was like yeah that's stuff i did deal <laughs> <laughs> so, cds go downtown and steal cds check yeah yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah a whole two liter of, of pepsi fits in the back of jinko spy jeans <laughs> yeah. or like a a, de- a a
2: drink from the den when it was like 50 cents why steal that it's right.
0: 50 cents right
2: because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a challenge to yeah. try to get that the fun. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh man,
0: I
3: should have been on the lookout
2: when
0: I worked there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, before we wrap up here, do you guys have uh I want to go ahead and get the uh everybody's headcanon for this movie. We've kinda talked about it. I, I, I can go first. You know, my headcanon is just that when Macaulay Culkin was dropped off the edge, it wasn't talked about a lot in the movies, but there had been a lot like a rash of disappearances in the tri-county area of people who had been murdered by a serial killer. And as soon as Macaulay Culkin was dropped off the cliff, all of a sudden it went away, you know, and the cops, nobody ever figured out what happened, you know, but like, there was a lot he was doing behind the scenes that was never talked about, you know? So much more. Yeah. Yeah. he, He was so, he was so organized. Yeah. Like body bodies in the woods, you know, that nobody ever found.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
2: yeah man i'll go next so mine was definitely richard oriented like uh wanted to see like more of that story uh maybe the brother was richard's actual dad um, and that's why he's so disconnected from the family also you mentioned it earlier Corey, the tokyo thing i had a couple things with tokyo what's he doing over in tokyo a couple lines there but for me like as a horror person overall You know, uh, would have liked to see more blood and more of that, like killer kid that you see in in the in the Children of the Corn. But that really is what sets this apart. It doesn't have that. You you can watch it with your eight year old and not feel bad as a parent. Yeah, but it's scary as shit. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, It's not. It's yeah. It's not the gore factor or like yeah, the straight up horror. But it's so suspenseful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What about you, Brant? What do you think? I think this movie should have
3: been a parallel like timeline off of the Home Alone franchise. <laughs> and that the Macaulay Culkin character is really Buzz who <laughs> he drowned he drowned Kevin McAllister. Now, that gene to make like brilliant machinery and traps and stuff was like it's like ingrained in the McAllister family. So like Buzz just carried that along, creating like you know, like, the cool, like, little thing in the fence to go through the fence, like, the, on the one, like, nail, the jagged piece, that he created the crossbow, and he's got this, like, little, like, hidey place for his cigarettes, you know, like, in his picture of his girlfriend, wolf. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is, this is what this is, is. The whole main, ha- the, the house in Maine looks like the McAllister house, man.
1: Right.
2: Like. The, yeah, in, it, it is their summer. Going. They summer in Maine, I hear.
0: Oh,
2: okay,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, that's a whole, it,
0: it seems just like a dark timeline for the McAllister family. All <laughs> right, like, if the, uh, if, like, if the muggers or the, the dirty band, what are, the wet bandits, the sticky bandits The dirty bandits, bastards. The dirty bastards. Them. If they, like, if they actually killed Kevin McAllister, this is what, this is what yeah. the sequel would be, this is what would happen. They would move to Maine and Buzz would become a psychopath.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <That> would- <laughs> It's an alternate Richie Rich timeline where he's just like upper middle
1: class,
2: (laughs) right? And the little boy that comes,
3: the little boy that does come, the Elijah Wood character in my in my head canon is like the kid that wets the bed in Home Alone and drinks all the Pepsi.
0: Fuller, yes. Oh my god, you know the name, yeah? Fuller. It's Fuller.
2: He's like so like sweet and innocent. (laughs) (laughs) He's talking. He's talking to Mark, and he's like, "I'm gonna kill Fuller." Mark's like, you know what? I'm fine with that one. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> please, the thing is,
1: please. Buller yes. has
2: to drive across the country with that douchebag uncle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, if you had to drive from Arizona to Maine without pissing, you'd pee be the bed too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me, you little pervert. If you keep
3: playing your Game Boy, I'm going to slap your
1: ass. <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: just got the talk boy instead of the Game Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, I have one of those. I love the Talkboy. <laughs> yeah,
2: the hyperactivity, man. They yeah. nailed it with that
0: generation. Yeah.
2: <laughs> annoyed so many people
0: with that. Yeah. But also with, like, cuss in it and then
1: do it in slow motion. So it'd be like, full. Yeah. You know, I
2: just thought that was, like,
1: the funniest thing ever. <laughs> like, ever. To, like, hear your voice slow down and be like, "Hell yeah, yeah!" you know, like, kinda, it could probably be unseen as unpc pc nowadays, but... <laughs> It was funny just to
2: record your voice and sound like an
1: old black man or something, you know, <laughs> instead of like an eight-year-old white boy. Right. And it was or, you know, of course you
2: sound like a chipmunk and it was funny, but nothing had the slow. Yeah. Like you could make your like burp and fart and everything in slow motion. Yeah. Really. Credit card you
0: got it. <laughs> you got it. Well, the, oh, I, my God. I remember there was one time when it was like right around middle school when I was hanging out, hanging out with those guys. Um, I, I had recorded something into my Talk Boy and like left it. It was like laying on my bedroom floor. And I remember my mom walked in and she like stepped on it and stepped on the play button. And I was sitting right there and my Talk Boy was, it was my voice came out of it. It was like, shit, goddamn motherfucker. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you look very, you look Yeah. Who I don't know I don't know what that was. Wasn't me.
2: You're like shit, damn, motherfucker. Oh I stubbed my toe. She looks over at you, you got a third toe in your hand, you're
1: like, wasn't me. Oh that's great. Yeah. We could not talk
0: about home alone. Oh no, we gotta
2: Thanks Culkin Lobbyist.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Tim Curry, the Culkin (laughs)
2: lobbyist. Did you guys
3: know about when Macaulay Culkin on Twitter had his fans choose his middle name?
0: Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, I had not heard about this. No.
3: You heard about this, Jr. Mm-hmm. And so he pulled. The, he pulled the internet, and the internet got to choose Macaulay Culkin's middle name. And what they chose was amazing because it could be anything. They chose for his middle name to be Macaulay Culkin.
2: Oh my
3: gosh!
1: So
2: say say what his name is then. It has one word? The middle name is one word? <laughs>
1: the
2: middle name is Macaulay Culkin. So what is this full name then? It's fun to say. Go ahead. I'll let you do
0: it. Macaulay, Macaulay, Colkin, Culkin. Culkin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is
1: That's uh
0: so did he did he actually change his name to that? I think so. I think he did. That's hilarious. Well did you hear I'm like an amazing person. <laughs> well in in the United Kingdom, like uh or England, whatever, I don't know how it all breaks down but they they let the people uh vote for the name of a boat it was like a new boat for the navy did you hear about this no no so so they let the internet vote and the winning vote was to name it Bodie mcboatface was the name of this <laughs> <laughs> this boat <laughs> <like> this. yeah <laughs> body mcboatface so the govern- but the government was like no we're not going to fucking name it Bodie McBoatface so they named it something else like the U.S. the Queen Victoria or something but but the true name the internet voted it Bodie McBoatface
2: <laughs> that reminds me of that new Rocky remake remember when it was like the first one Rocky Balboa or whatever and he had like been gone forever he's trying to be like a stepdad to some kid in it and they get a dog and he's like "You keep the dog and he's like what do you want to call it and he's like, I don't know, Punchy. And that just makes me laugh every time I think of it. So, Because I guarantee he was like, they were like, we know you're directing this, Mr. Salone, but can you do some ad-lib? I know he says right here not to ask you to do, but can you just like ad-lib some names of the dog? And he's like, I don't know,
1: Punchy. But- and, and he's like, perfect. And they're like, oh, he's like, no, that's
2: all you get. And they go, like, oh, thank God. We were rolling. Let's keep that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's literally, just like, I don't know, Punchy. Punchy. <laughs> <laughs> like, so bad. I love stuff like that. <laughs> oh. Pinchy, Pinchy, the lobster from The Simpsons. Isn't that what his name is? Pinchy McPincherson. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I feel like it's Conan, man. It always goes back to Conan. You know that those kind of things. That kind of
0: yeah, yeah. The...
2: Out of those things, Conan like did. You know, yeah. I just watched one of his last shows before he went. He's going HBO Max, and he went back over all the years. You know, again to show how far he had came and so much
0: of culture so much of things i say so much of those tropes are conan yeah oh no his yeah his style of humor for sure was yeah there was a lot because that when i was a kid i remember i would always watch like and i started with my grandma we would always watch david letterman and then we would like change the channel to go to watch conan o'brien and that was like what we would watch was like david letterman and then conan o'brien and yeah dude it was hilarious has always been funny everything you know. No,
2: no, no! Like TV guide channel. So you would literally wait. It would be like, all right, tonight's guest, Denzel Washington. You're like, okay, cool. And be like, you know, Andy, Rudy. You're like, huh? Yeah. And then like, and? And we'd be like, third eye blind. It's like, okay. Like, <laughs> playing around. You, know, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't
1: know until yeah. the beginning. You know? Like, okay, I'll
2: stick around for the, at least the middle guest, you know? Right. And Conan was always going to be funny. So I just think it's funny. I, I
1: guarantee somewhere Conan read that. Bodie McBoda face and smile. It's yeah. like, I've done, I've done the Lord's work.
0: Here. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, JR, is there anything you want to plug or talk about uh, before we get off here? Do you have a podcast you could talk about yet or not? Is that too far off? Uh, yeah. Um,
2: there's something coming. Um, there's a few episodes left. Uh, you, there's these fine gentlemen may or may not have recorded one and another one to come. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> So that may be coming from someone I used to do a podcast with a long time ago. Um, very close to completion, and we're trying to get it all recorded before we release it. So um, hopefully maybe come back out or advertise that, or, or that guy could be on this and advertise it when it's ready. <laughs> he's, um, he's
0: supposed to be on here cool. in, in a month or two, I think. So
2: Yeah, he loves horror movies too, so that makes sense. Um, what movie are we doing with him?
0: Um, I don't know if he's pit- – Let me off the look, I don't know if he said <laughs> –
2: He loves all kinds, man. He he might pick a cool one, too. I really went with this one because I knew it's just so different. I know everyone loves it and thinks of it as a horror movie, but it's just kind of such an outlier.
1: Yeah, I'm so
2: happy. Like I said, Bloody Birthday, Children of the Corn, they're all so heavy-handed. And I love all of them. Like I said, I love the genre, but this one's always in there, even though you wouldn't think – It is, you know. Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: Also in the band, um, finally I complained on Danger Explosion about my album that was never going to be done by this guy. Well, uh, funny story, um, something came up in my feed um, of December 2019, and it was me, the first day we were in the studio, me tracking the drums for this record that's still not out. So I sent a screenshot of that to the band and the guy recording us and said, please don't make it two years.
1: Like, <laughs>
2: like, no album is worth two years. Like, it's already not worth waiting as long as people have waited for it.
1: Right. Please.
2: And it kind of kicked them in gear. So right now that whole album is done. It's being mastered. And then we're going to do, believe it or not, we're going to make some CDs and we're going to make vinyl and we're going to play a show. So Arctic Char, um, it's Arctic Char Band on Instagram. Look for it. Um, gosh I hate social media man I just want to like cancel it all
1: every day but then I have an album and I'm
2: like I gotta do it no one else in the band will promote it
1: yeah so
2: that band uh, the album's amazing if you like rock and roll guitar solos drums you'll love it it's great Um, and then I'm playing in a band called uh, Grace Foolin and the Super Foolins yeah Grace Newlin and the Super Foolins and it's just really cool songwritery kind of stuff and play some covers too and I, I get to play with some of the guys I play with in other bands. So really good stuff. But, you know, music for me and, and maybe a podcast coming up. But this is fun as always, dudes. And, you know, I I'm, I'm would always love to come on. And, and thanks for
0: having me as always and seeing your beautiful faces. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good, good to talk to you, man. Appreciate you coming on. So yeah. On next week's episode, just in time for the upcoming Friday the 13th, we are going to look at the most ambitious crossover in history. That's right, Freddy versus Jason. So we're going to be, uh, yeah, our first, the first uh, Freddy movie, the first Jason movie we're covering on this podcast is going to be Freddy versus Jason. But you can also follow us on social media, Twitter at Horror Movie Pod, on Reddit at r slash Horror Movie Pod. You can also find us on Facebook at Headcanon and Instagram Head Cannon Pod. This
1: has been uh, Headcanon. <laughs> yeah!